here it comes again, lunch. Will it be the same old, same old? Or are you ready to take a vacation from the ordinary with the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub at Firehouse Subs? Freshly sliced smoked turkey breast, craveably sweet mustard sauce, and a hint of Caribbean seasoning. Just $5.55 for a medium. Save time. Order the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub on the Firehouse Subs app. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Participating locations, limited time only, plus tax. Prices may vary for delivery. This podcast is a member of the Voices of Wrestling podcasting network. Visit VoicesOfWrestling.com to hear the rest of our great podcasts, as well as show reviews, columns, opinions, and updates across the world of wrestling. Hi, I'm Tanahashi, and you are listening to the New Japan Broadcast. everyone welcome to the new japan purocast your weekly audio source for all things in the world of new japan pro wrestling and this is a very special edition of the purocast because this is the first edition of our purocast interview series and once again i'm colin miller joined alongside by mr damon mcdonald and our very special guest that we have here with us today we are in las vegas nevada at the sam's town casino and you can hear this gentleman every single wednesday night he is the lead commentator for ring of honor pro wrestling and if you go on to new njpwworld.com you heard him as the commentator alongside mr matt striker for wrestle kingdom he is the one the only kevin kelly kevin thank you so much for being on the purocast today listen i'm really pissed off right now because you guys did nothing but bury me and you dragged me in here against my will a gun to my head forced me to sit down well, in this chair and talk to you jerks uh, <laughs> wait, 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 listen, i'm glad that we addressed the elephant in the room right away hey, listen, because I, I gained a couple pounds but don't <laughs> Yeah, so back in October, of course, that was when you commentated alongside Matt Stryker for King of Pro Wrestling, and Damon and I, you know, as we do for every New Japan show, we did a review of the show on the PuroCast, and, you know, I gotta say, if you go back and you listen to that episode, I had nothing but glowing things to say about your performance, but this gentleman right here in front of me, on the the other hand, you know, he, I don't know. Look, I... I had a bad week, guys. <laughs> you know, kick a guy when he's down. No, but listen, uh, I know you had – I appreciate it. And this That's the reason why I, I did better in October – did better in, in January than I did in October because of the critiques that I got from you guys. And it wasn't heavy-handed or personal. It was straight to the point. Um, you guys are, in my estimation – the voice of the American-based fans of New Japan. But, you know, there's others, but I really feel like you guys have your finger on the pulse of them. So if this is what you feel, then that's maybe what the majority of that audience would feel. So let me change my approach and let me... I didn't... It, and, and let me go about things a little bit differently. Um, it's a, When you're an announcer, you don't get a lot of feedback. Mm. You get... Uh, and, and from your from your bosses, from the producers, you know, it, it's a, hey, good job, you did great, sounded great, you know, but 
when you guys, the way you broke it down, I was like, okay, so I need to take a different approach. And I really, I started to listen to more of the Japanese commentary right. to follow not what they were saying, of course, but the when they would say it. And uh, my style, which I brought from Ring of Honor, I needed to adapt a little bit. And I've actually kind of brought that, looped that back into Ring of Honor. So I want to thank you guys, because well, not only did you help me for the New Japan broadcast in January, but you, I think you've helped me overall. Uh, so You know, I, we, we talked before mm -hmm. uh, the, the pay-per-view show. And, you know, I had to tell you face to face that, you know, I don't know if I would have done it. And I probably, me being the maniac that I am, probably would have been like, fuck those guys. <laughs> Who are these pieces of shit? Uh, but, you know, you, you know, the, the first really go round was, you know, via social media and Twitter of you reaching out. Mm -hmm. And then you, you know, giving us the name drop on, on the uh, uh, New Year's Dash show. You know, uh, we're sitting here looking at each other like, well, what it, you know, it's pretty awesome. Um, so no, that that's very kind of you to say, and and quite honestly, you're a better man than me sitting in that chair. Well, <laughs> uh, so uh, my the, here's my hat. Yeah, I'm taking it off. When you get old, <laughs> when you become as old as me, you'll start to learn. When I was younger, I might have felt that same way, you yeah. know. But I'm, as, I'm, I'm 44. <laughs> as I get, I'm uh, young. <laughs> you're just a kid. Yeah. As uh, you know, as you go along here on this ride, uh, there are times when you are right. And then there are times when you're not right. And it wasn't a case that I was wrong. It was just I didn't know what I didn't know mm. until I knew I didn't know it. Right. And then I was like, okay, now I, now I got the whole vibe. I was a, I was a uh, it was like my first day in wrestling when I went over there. You know, let's start there. Because yeah. we were actually going to start talking about the show last night. But I really want to get into that mm -hmm. aspect of, of, you know, your first time was, was King of Pro Wrestling. Right. And so – I, obviously, it was Ring of Honor who said, "Hey, you know what? You're going to get that gig." Um, how did you prepare? Like, what were your thought processes going into that show? And okay, here's how I'm going to hit the ball out of the park. I I wanted to match the vibe of the live crowd. Okay. And because to me, with Ring of Honor, it's a different experience. It's more of a live event product that translates onto television. Mm -hmm. And the fans with the chants and pounding of the barricades, they kind of drive, you know, the, the voice, if you will. Um, and so what I was trying to pick up on, if the crowd is quiet, then I'll be quiet. Okay. Because they're quiet for a reason. So I wanted the English-speaking audience to get the Japanese experience. But what I, what I understood was is that by listening back to the Japanese commentators, that even when the crowd is quiet they are super animated. Right. So I was trying to bring that live event experience into, you know, the, uh, the English-speaking world. I don't know if it translated as well, mm. um, but, but that was kind of my approach. You know, above and beyond sort of the facts and figures, which I sort of deferred to Matt a little bit because he's the, he's the analyst. Sure. Um, so I knew that for January I needed to be a little bit more solid. So I really went into, like, heavy like immersion study mode okay cool uh I, listen i'm an, a u.s wrestling fan right yeah and it's pretty much what i watch and pretty much what i follow and i didn't have a uh i didn't really have an avenue into you know kind of new japan new japan world to you know njpw world was new to me and i wasn't really watching as much of it as i could have uh, i didn't have the access tv show so 
it was like, okay, how am I going to do this? Well, I'll do it kind of like I did with the Ring of Honor shows when the New Japan guys came over with the crowd driving the ship, and mm -hmm. it, it just it didn't translate as well. So that was kind of my thought process. And you know what? It, it, quite honestly, it was only you know very recently that this New Japan product became you know much more accessible and much easier for you know. Uh, us uh, North Americans to kind of, you know, watch and follow, you know, with the with the advent of NJPW Worlds and um, that Wrestle Kingdom Nine show. Um, I just want to uh, touch upon something there um, when they called in Jr. and Matt Stryker to do that because it's kind of well known at this point that um, and Jr. has talked about this at length how he didn't really get any cues from the uh, production people at mm -hmm. New Japan. He just kind of started talking. You know, there there was no like one two go so he kind of had to guess when they were live now we're, we're very curious did you have people talking to you in your ear telling you um you know when when to start the broadcast when you guys were going live or did you just kind of wing it like he did back at wrestle kingdom 9 i think they learned from that the, okay from the wrestle kingdom 9 experience and so it was very much uh, albeit all in japanese we sat down and there was a production meeting with the with the crew, okay. and they walked through the format and, uh, the, you know, I was kind of getting loose translations of what they were basically going over, uh, where to be, what to shoot, what to look for, who was going to, you know, who this match was involving and what it was about. Now this was the, the Wrestle Kingdom show. No, or this was, was King this of was King of Pro Wrestling. Okay. Sumo Hall. And uh, so when we sat down, there were, you know, and we rehearsed. During the afternoon, we, we watched all the packages, and, uh, you know, I felt very prepared in that regard. So I knew exactly how the Open was going to, how we were going to start. They gave us cues. They told us when to cut for intermission, when to come back, how to go home, when we were going to be off the air. Um, it, so I think they learned from that Wrestle Kingdom 9 experience, and they stepped up their game. Uh, so that when I went back in January, it was very, oh, and they went out of their way to make sure they had English translation for us in terms of, you know, our little small group production meeting okay. uh, to go over how, you know, at what time we, we were needed at ringside, at what time they bent over backwards to treat us so good, so nice. Um, yeah, so when we went back in January, I felt like super prepared and very comfortable. It was, you know, it was an incredible experience, but the first time I was complete deer in the headlights the whole trip it was seriously like i started wrestling in 1991 in florida and i had not been as i felt like i was starting all over again right. it was wild and uh so yeah it was i was glad i got king of pro wrestling under my belt because then i was much better prepared for for wrestle king in the new year's dash now are, are, are they giving you finishes or are you are you the guy that really wants finishes? Do you like to call the action as it's happening, or do you kind of want to know, okay, this is the spot i got to look out for? Uh, I, I'm i fine either way. Mm. Um, I certainly talked to as many people as I could to find out what they were going to do in the match so that I kind of understood the story. And I relied on, you know, I doubled back and I talked with uh, Rocky Romero a lot. Carl Anderson. I was going to ask, who do you reach out to? In that yeah, I, I spoke with those guys quite a bit just to give me, you know, give me the frame of where the house that they're going to build. And, you know, then I can fill in the blanks from there. With, with Wrestle Kingdom, everything was a little bit more straightforward. Mm -hmm. um, uh, you know, so there wasn't nuance. It was match finish. And we knew as the action was kind of telling the story, we could see 
where they were taking us. Right. Uh, like the Naito uh, Goto finish kind of surprised us. Right. Yeah. Right. It surprised us. That was one that kind of jumped out. Like, oh, okay. Right. Cool. Well, that was and and we reacted. I felt properly to that that it was a surprise yeah. and it wasn't the outcome that we were anticipating. Right. Um, because we kind of, again, knowing that that immersion in the product really, I felt kind of helped because I knew like who was where and when. And you know, you, you had mentioned um, having uh, English translators there that helps you out. And speaking of English translation, I wanted to ask you um, how it was working with Yoshi Tatsu there. Um, because you know it was it was you and Matt and Yoshi, mm -hmm. and they kind of had him there to. Um, I, I think the idea was to translate, you know, some of the promos into English, what they were saying. Can, can you I know? can I take full credit for that? I mean, that was my <laughs> idea. <laughs> well, you know, I think idea. we both kind of. <laughs> Yeah, but, you know, it seemed that Yoshi kind of had a difficult time really, like, finding his groove there. And both you and Matt were trying to kind of, like, I, I felt like you were kind of, like, dangling the carrot in front of him to, to get things out of him. But it just, at, at, at certain points, it seemed like he felt um, a little bit uncomfortable. So I wanted to ask you um, how that was working with Yoshi, and did you feel... Um, any sort of um, difficulty um, trying to um, get more out of him. Yes, and, and, and the concept is great. Um, obviously, if you know a package airs and then Yoshitatsu comes in and says, what they were saying there was ABC, then you know it's perfect. Then everybody can understand every part of it. Um, he was having difficulty, you know, again, great idea. He was having difficulty really expressing himself in English. Right. Um, so it was a it was a struggle for him to find his words to match his emotions and again he had never done commentary before mm -hmm. so let's just throw him in in the biggest show of the year <laughs> and we talked no we went yeah. to the press conference uh the day before yeah the, the day before and yeah. So we sat and talked for about two hours. And I had never met him before. Matt Stryker knew him really well. Super guy, super nice guy. And just I just kept emphasizing to him, just be you. Just be emotion. Just tell me what you're feeling. You know, pour your heart out. Don't be shy. And it was hard for him to do. Yeah. Uh, so, again, we were always trying to make him to be a part of the broadcast, hoping that maybe he would relax and settle down. And it really didn't happen. He was a little better on, at New Year's Dash. Yes. Uh, you know, again, so it was a uh, – it's one of those experiments that was good. You know, it, we executed it well. We did what we were supposed to do. It just didn't work out as, as well as we would have hoped. And but, now, is that tough? It, you know, you, know you, you know when you find your groove, right? You, you kind of know when, okay, we're, we're clicking on all cylinders, mm -hmm. you and Matt. And I think the Dash show really was when, boom, things were really rocking and rolling for you guys. But again, trying to, and, and this is no knock at, at, at Yoshi, but you know, you're, you're giving him the softballs and trying to reel him in and giving him the stuff that he can latch into, and it's not, you're not getting the feedback. Right. So for you guys, I mean, I'm sure there were times where it's like, okay, listen, we're, we're on our own on this one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I knew, you know, listen, I knew like when uh, Omega and the Bucks threw AJ out of Bullet Club. Right. That was not a time where I was going to go to Yoshitatsu. Oh, that right. was a time where it's, we're, we're doing business here. Yeah. Um, and, and again, you just, I wanted him to hit one mm -hmm. so that he would feel comfortable. Mm -hmm. And 
Yeah, it didn't happen at, at Kingdom, but it happened at New Year's Dash a little bit. So uh, I give him credit for trying. He's okay. anxious to get back in the ring. He was really, truly, I think he harbors a lot of bitterness towards AJ. Still? Is it, do you yes, really think that? Yeah. I really think wow. so. And I think that, of course, I said, that to me is the obvious, most easy story for you to tell. Right. But he couldn't tell it. And that was really hanging him up. Do you think that was just an emotional thing where he just he, he, he couldn't even verbalize the fact that he was upset at him? If I was to psychoanalyze him, I don't think he's gotten over it. And I don't think no. I think he harbors a lot of bitterness. I think he's I think he's still angry about what happened. Hmm. But he didn't voice that to me. But that's just the vibe I got. Right. You know, like if you talk to somebody and something is still very painful and they don't want to go there. Yeah. Uh, he kept saying it was OK. But then when I would ask him, he didn't want to go there. So, hmm. um, yeah. It, and in that regard, that's very real sure. and very good. Yeah. But unfortunately, it doesn't translate to commentary because the camera's not on us. You mm -hmm. couldn't see the look on his face as he was trying to put, it looked like he was trying to put words together, but it was, it was, he's angry. He, and I don't think he's ever going to get over it. And that, that was one of the things that I was wondering about too. Like, did those two kind of, you know, bury the hatchet and, and just say, oh, well, you know, accidents happened, yeah. this happened, or was Yoshi, you know, really, did, is, did, does he still take this personally? So obviously from what you're saying, it sounds like he's still, you know, very sore over what happened. And um, I guess, I guess his reaction at Wrestle Kingdom was, was a shoot. Yes. He was, it was very genuine. It just didn't translate to words well. Right. Right. So then, and we weren't setting up for a Yoshitatsu versus AJ Styles match. So it didn't, you know, it just didn't, it didn't work. Let's, but it, it's legit. Let's, let's talk about that week a little bit because for us, you know, you open up the calendar year on the 4th, everybody's looking forward to the Dome show. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and then you get news of, you know, two of their biggest stars giving notice. And well, four of them, you know, if you yeah. include right, Gallows right. And, and, and Anderson. How was that for you? I mean, were you clued in at any point? Were, was your head spinning with all with all that happened on, on the New Year's Dash show? Um, talk a little bit about that experience. I knew what was possible. Mm -hmm. And at the time, nothing had been finalized or agreed upon. Mm -hmm. uh, I had had conversations with three of the four and shared my thoughts with them and, you know, listened to them and to their points of view and, uh, I understand totally where they're coming from, uh, and don't begrudge the decisions that they made. It's it, you know again, it's a it's a financial decision, 100. Um, percent So I I did know what was going on. I didn't know how it was all going to play out. I look at opportunities like this, and it's an opportunity to make new stars. Yeah. And you know I was in WWF when Bret Hart. Everybody was like, oh, my God, the sky is falling. Right. But it wasn't. It was just the beginning of the hottest period in pro wrestling. Right. So can New Japan duplicate that? Yes, they can. It can be done. It takes magic. It takes lightning in a bottle. It takes extreme luck. But there's preparation involved in it as well. Yeah. So I feel like they've prepared for this. I have a feeling that they may have known that this was coming. They had to know. They had to know at some point that Absolutely. this was, was going to happen. So you can never fully prepare for a loss of this magnitude. But I think in, in, in you know, now a little bit of hindsight, I think they're on the right track. And I, I feel confident that 
everything will be fine. And, you know, one of the things that I really credit New Japan for is their ability to know how to make new stars. And, you know, I don't want to go off on uh, a, a tangent about WWE here, but they've been trying for the past two years now to make Roman Reigns the guy. Mm -hmm. And they just can't seem to figure it out for whatever reason. But take a look at uh, New Japan with Kenny Omega. They made him into one of the, the top four stars in the company in the span of a month. They knew how to do it because it wasn't rock and science. He, he pinned Nakamura, one, two, three. You know, he pinned Tanahashi, the guy in New Japan, one, two, three. So wh why do you think that, you know, some companies, they, they can't seem to figure out such a simple formula? Why, why, why do you think that is? Well, because they're operating they're not looking at a simple formula. They're looking at advanced calculus and trying <laughs> to do it that way with a room full of, of mathematicians trying to plug in different values to get you know, the, the correct answer. It doesn't work. Right. The simple answer is the best. And for whatever reason, that company can't get out of its own way when it comes to making the simple right decision. It's very easy. Yeah. Uh, children can figure this out. Um, because again, it is truly, it's good versus evil. And wins and losses matter. It's wrestling. Yeah, right. And they try to be everything but wrestling, so they have overcomplicated it to the point where now it's paralysis. They, they just cannot make a, a decision and stick with it. How about that, the, the, the rocket pack that they put on the Kenny Omega oh. right now, though? I mean, it, it really is. And, and here's the thing. The company has to, has to have the plan, number one, and, and, and the creative ideas to make this happen. But there has to be agreement across all these parties. Very easily, Tanahashi could have been like, eh, I'm not doing that. <laughs> or, uh, you know, so you have to have all the parties that are involved kind of agree that this is the right course of action. And, and you know, they're, they're making that happen. And, and again, that's the testament to Tanahashi and the reason why he is the ace and, and Okada as well. And everybody from management on down. It is a... A singular mindset mm -hmm. and sure there are there are personal you know decisions and and personal feelings that go into different things but when it comes to doing what's right for business they they have it and that's why ring of honor and new japan gel so well because the companies are of the same mindset uh language completely different mm -hmm. but the mindset is is really identical and, you know, speaking of which, you know, we just had the uh, Ring of Honor 14th anniversary show last night, which was just a phenomenal show. You know, so many great stars from New Japan Pro Wrestling came over, and we saw just uh, so many amazing matches. Um, we kind of wanted to get um, your thoughts on the show last night. If you had um, a particular match that you um, really um, enjoyed calling, um, if you had a favorite match from last night, what were your overthoughts of the broadcast from last night? I always look back and look at pay-per-view events, and I, I really like, okay, what moments do I remember? And, and Dalton Castle was really the first one that kind of stood out to me. Um, he's a star. He's just a freaking star. That's what I was saying to Damon. I was saying, man. Listen, I like him. <laughs> I, again, he's not my cup of tea. He's not something that I'm going to uh, – you know, if you're going to look at my wheelhouse, that's not my wheelhouse. But he's fucking great at what he does. Yeah. His charisma's yeah. off the charts. Right. Yeah. And I'll say that to my grave. Uh, I loved the Elgin Tanahashi Briscoes match. Yeah. I really thought that if if the Bucks and Omega 
ACH, uh, Seidel Kushida was not on the show, that might be the match that everybody was talking about. It was a very basic story, but they told it expertly well. You had four stars that walked into the ring, and there was a great competitive match, and at the end, Elgin and Tanahashi got their hands raised, and all four were equal stars when they left. Yeah. Nobody suffered. I was really impressed with Moose. How about that? How yeah. he stood up in a big spot against Okada. I can tell you from talking to him, this was not easy for Moose. In what way? It was, uh, it, when I say not easy, it was easy for him to do, but it was, it's like the kid at Christmas. Right. <laughs> He's been waiting for this match, and it's been in his head and everything like that, and I was worried that he was going to get out there and just overthink everything, but every, it just rela he relaxed. And he just let his athleticism shine through. Uh, and and he, Okada, you, you know, he, he did a lot of that heavy lifting to kind of make that match work. Sure. But all Moose had to do was follow his lead, and I thought Moose did outstanding. And listen, you're looking at one guy that when it was originally announced, you know, you're skeptical. Mm -hmm. You're thinking, my God, they're flying over maybe arguably the greatest wrestler in the world against Moose, who's, you know, good, but okay. But, but that's the reason why. Right. right? You know? Exactly. Um, and that, again, what professionals they all are. It's yeah. just so great. Uh, and then, of course, you know, what can you say about the, the six-man? Uh, what can you say about it? <laughs> we, had a, we had a no disqualification world tag team title match that followed it, and it was an impossible spot. It really was. Yeah, and, and you know, it, it's not like that, that tag team title match was, was bad no. because it wasn't. It was, it, was, it was a great match. It was fun. But I don't think – Anybody could have followed that six-man match. That was just—I mean, when you're going from that, you know, to the to the tag title match, it's just th those guys were put in such a tough spot. So I give all the credit in the world, you know, to War Machine and um, the All Night Express for for going out there, and you know, th they knew what they were following, and they worked certainly to the best of their ability. Right, and I um, I was so impressed too with the main event, with the story that they told, and. Jay Lethal to me is, and I and I don't know what your guys' opinions are on him. Love Jay Lethal. Yep, love he, him too. Um, I don't think he gets near enough credit. No. For the consummate, complete package wrestler that he is. If he was six three, he'd be in WWE. He'd be world champ. No I doubt think. about it. Um, but he's perfect for Ring of Honor, and he wears the title. He has earned the the spot on the mantle, and in my opinion. He's the greatest. I want to see him versus Okada mm -hmm. at some point. I really want to find out who the best versus the best is. Yeah. That's where I want to go. I also, you know, it's interesting that the, the kind of the emotional last few weeks of Hiroki Goto has been, you know, captivating to me because here was a guy that had lost everything when he lost to Okada, and I wondered how he was going to come in having to wrestle Dalton Castle. I was like, wow, this is really great. But he was able to, I think, start to rebuild the house with that win. So, you know, it'll be an interesting note in the history book that when we see wherever Goto goes from here, if, you know, he's able to finally get to that top level, he could point back to the 14th that, anniversary yeah. as to where it all started. Right. Goto got his groove yeah, Goto back. got his groove back. We've been <laughs> saying <laughs> that. <laughs> saying yeah. that for weeks now. When's Goto going to get his groove back? And I think last night may have been the moment. Yeah. <laughs> For you as a broadcaster, though, what, what, what type of matches, because you know, that whole card ran a gamut um, uh, with different styles and, 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 and 
you know the singles matches and, and the uh, the six man. For you, what do you prefer calling? I always the the uh, crazy wild six man action athleticism. To me, that's very easy to call because the pictures tell the story and the crowd is going crazy and I I don't have to do a lot. Mm. I just have to kind of keep trying. I'm kind of like the referee in those. Who's the legal man? And right. when is there a cover? And, you know, react to that appropriately. But, you know, if Bobby Fish and Roderick Strong had a match back in, I think it was October, um, and it was a great wrestling match, and we sat there and we were able to analyze that match because it started with Bobby Fish, just they locked up, Fish backed him into the ropes, and referee's calling for a break, and Bobby throws a short kick into the inside of Roddy's leg, and then he backed up. And that started the journey mm -hmm. of where the match went. Right. So I love it when the physical action takes me on a journey that I can put into words. So I can paint that picture along, because then I could say later on, this all began when the match started, when Fish kicked strong almost innocently right. in the leg just after the opening lockup so i i do enjoy those again i can find something interesting for the fans that's again that's part of my goal keep the boat in the water and try to lend something to it with the bucks and omega and those guys last night i didn't have to lend a lot you know right the only thing i could potentially do is get in the way you know when omega put the broom next to me and put the headset on the broom <laughs> right. And I, you know, I, of course, made the line, well, I've worked with brooms before. <laughs> uh, so that, I, again, just trying to just keep the boat going in the right direction hey. and not get in the way of the action. What's next for you? Do you know uh, your next voyage overseas? or? or uh... Well, it's looking like May. Okay. So, so we're going to do, uh, in, well, not Invasion Attack. Not Invasion Attack. Um, th that, that would be uh, Pro Wrestling Dontaku, in yes. May, oh, I believe. I should have known that. Yeah, David, you, you've been year. watching this product a lot longer than I have. I was there last year. <laughs> yeah. You know? That's what it that's what it's looking like. That's what we had talked about. Fukuoka. Yes. It's a nice city. It's I like it. I hope I get the opportunity. I, and everything should be finalized. I, I know they made a commitment to continue to do broadcasting. They were very happy with the numbers that they got uh from Wrestle Kingdom mm -hmm. and New Year's Dash. They were excited. They were happy for the new subscribers that they got. Uh, did they get a nice bump? They did. Okay. And, Excellent. And they were very happy with the number of streams that, that they got and Again, the, the streaming was from there, you know, from when they looked at it on the back end, everything worked well. Right. So no problems or issues. They were very happy. They're committed to doing this. That's the, they are committed to doing this. So it are the numbers where they want them to be now? No, of course not. But everything is a, a, a step in the journey. And they, they're, they're committed continue. to this, this, this North American audience. Yes, they really that's are. That's a big challenge. I mean, and, and even a big, you know, question mark when it comes to us is, okay, they have it. Is this just gravy on top of the of the potatoes, or is this something that where they're really focused and their their mind is, we, we we have a potential audience here. Right, and they are, and again, that that leads themselves open to more poaching yeah, because right. if guys want to leave, they're again they have everybody watching now, so yeah. they can't just be the you know, best kept secret in the world. They're, they're putting themselves out on the global stage. And uh, yes, there is gonna be successes. There are gonna be some more challenges that come along with it. But like you said, they're committed to doing this. So I, I think it's uh, it's gonna be great for the fans because they're gonna get to enjoy it so much. What's next for you uh, in terms of uh, podcasts? I know you got your podcast. Why don't you yeah, give the Kevin a Kelly show, right? Yeah, yeah. On, the place to, on placetobenation.com. We, uh, we gather every other Monday night and uh, fans can subscribe to that on iTunes and uh, Stitcher and, and all the popular 
uh, podcast engines. And uh, I think in two weeks, we've got Pete Gas. Oh, yeah. Main Street Posse. <laughs> yes. Shane gets a little bump, you know, on Raw. <laughs> yeah, so I'm like, right. let me reach into the old phone book and nice. let me bring Gaspo on and we'll talk uh, We'll talk good old days with the Main Street Posse and give us some thoughts on Shane. And I think Cheeseburger is going to be on that show as well. There you so. go. Well, maybe one day uh, Cheeseburger will stop by here, right? Hey, che- Cheeseburger is over with the Japanese audience. <laughs> he really is. And with the office, too. They love him. Yeah. Oh, my God. They love that kid. Yeah. He's such a good kid. He's amazing. Yeah. I mean, do you? Do you Juniors? You think he'll be back back for the junior tournament? Possibly? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, be interesting. Uh, I know we were talking last night because uh, I asked him, and he said, "I don't know." I was talking with Ghetto, and he had a crazy idea for Wrestle Kingdom next year. So, oh, he's that far in advance. <laughs> wow. I mean, do, do they really plan that much in advance? I mean, does he have a notebook full of stuff of this is how this year is going to go? I don't. You no. know, again, I don't know how he does it, but uh, he's I, a wizard. I don't think. <laughs> You know, he's thinking about like Raw was booked week to week. Yeah, uh, he doesn't go week to week. No. he's thinking long term all the all the time. Listen, I, I thank you for your time on this. It's been a pleasure. Um, we, we love what you're doing, and keep we, me honest and accountable, though. I, listen, Just because we're friends now. Yeah, listen, if, if, <laughs> I, you know, I'll, I'll lay the boots, and 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 vice versa. If you, and listen, we went downstairs, and we had fans coming up to us. The fact that we have fans is really fucking ridiculous. That's crazy, honest, right? Right, but there are people that like Damon, Colin. Uh, who you know you you would pronounce pure cast wrong? Europe, it's put. You know, I, I can't it's, even do it. It's puro cast. Okay. Puro, right, but we've put it up. At, you know, at this point, it's become a running joke. But you know, <laughs> there's people that hate my rants and hate you know. But so, uh, you know, we'll be honest and and uh, and vice versa. So, but no, I just wanted to say we definitely appreciate your time and uh, you coming on and uh, um, you didn't have to do it, but we appreciate it. Thank you very much, guys. It was fun. And yeah, thanks, Kevin. We'll we'd love to have you on again someday. Here it comes again, lunch. Will it be the same old, same old? Or are you ready to take a vacation from the ordinary with the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub at Firehouse Subs? Freshly sliced smoked turkey breast, craveably sweet mustard sauce, and a hint of Caribbean seasoning. Just $5.55 for a medium. Save time. Order the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub on the Firehouse Subs app. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Participating locations, limited time only, plus tax. Prices may vary for delivery.